Welcome to Off The Record. I'm your host, Marika Day, dietitian, nutritionist, recovering perfectionist, and founder of Fueled by Marika Day. Join me here each week as we delve into what it really means to be a healthy and happy human. You'll hear from conversations with experts in their fields to raw and real chats about aspects of health and life that we really don't hear enough about. You'll be left feeling inspired, educated, and empowered to be the best version of you. So sit back, relax, or head on out for your walk, and let's dive on in. Hey everyone, happy hump day. Welcome back to another week, another podcast. I feel like Wednesdays are one of the better days of the week, and I'm so glad that we released the podcast on Wednesday. It's like the the hump, obviously hump day, but hump to get you through the week. So welcome back. I hope you've had a good week this week so far, and let's make it even better. Today's podcast, I'm going to be chatting to you about meal prepping and meal planning, which is a lighter topic than I feel like we've done in previous weeks um, and a little bit more of a practical topic as well. So what I'm going to go through is, I guess, the different types of ways that you can meal prep or meal plan um, and why you might choose to do that. So like what are the advantages and even what are some of the disadvantages of doing so? Um, and also go through some of the like meals and ways that I meal prep myself, but also that you can do, um, personally, you know, not what works for me is going to necessarily work for you. So I'm going to go through a few different options, um, there. I think, um, before we begin, one of the most important things to say about meal prepping and meal planning is that you don't have to do it perfectly as everything that I say all of the time. But what I mean by that when it comes to meal planning and meal prepping is that if you follow some like meal prepping people on Instagram or if you see some of these things um, where people are like being so organized with their food uh, for each week and you're thinking that that's what you need to do in order to meal prep and meal plan, I just want you to know that you don't have to go hardcore with meal prepping and meal planning in order for it to be beneficial in your life. I think some degree of meal planning and meal prepping is useful for most people. Um, I'm yet to meet someone, myself included, because I actually don't meal prep and meal plan as often as I probably should. And it is definitely one of my 2022 sort of habits that I want to get into a bit more. And I'll talk a bit about that later in the podcast. Um, But yeah, I think it definitely serves a purpose for most people and in particular people who are time poor. Um, So yeah, I think that's all I was going to say there. (laughs) So let's dive in to the episode and let's begin with talking about the different types of ways that you can um, meal prep and meal plan. One of the most obvious ways and I guess one of the most simple ways, but probably not the most affordable way to meal prep is to buy from a meal prep company. So, um, for example, things like My Muscle Chef, You Foods, um, I've gone blank on other ones right now, but that is obviously a really convenient way to meal prep. Not necessarily, like I said, the most um, affordable or the most environmentally friendly. And the other thing I find with um, many of those meals is a lot of them are really small portion sizes. But I wanted to start by mentioning them because I think that they do serve a really important purpose for many people, particularly people who are super busy and, and literally don't have time to cook. 
Um, the one thing I would suggest is if you are going for those sorts of meals is firstly, making sure that the meals have at least 400 calories in them. So many of them I've seen have like 250 to 300 calories. And it's like, you're paying $10 for 250 calories worth of food, which is honestly barely a snack. So, um, I strongly recommend looking for higher calorie options, challenge any disordered thoughts that you have, that you have to have low calorie meals because essentially you're wasting your money and you're not going to be satisfied if you are having them super low calorie. The other thing that I would suggest with those pre-prepared meals is to bulk them up with either some fresh, um, like fresh produce, fresh vegetables or frozen vegetables is obviously, again, the more convenient choice. Um, frozen veggies are fantastic for you. They are snap frozen, so they retain a lot of their nutrients um, and definitely a great option if you are not able to get in vegetables in other, any other way. Um, many of these you know, pre-prepared meals, whether they be fresh or frozen pre-prepared meals, don't have a lot of vegetables in them and aren't super high in dietary fiber. So yeah, using, you know, a packet of steamed fresh veggies or even just bulking it up with like a four leaf mix or something like that, that you just get from the supermarket, highly recommend. The next option, which I would say is, I guess, one step down from purchasing pre-prepared meals is doing pretty much a similar thing, but yourself. So you're cooking individual meals. Um, well, I guess you can do them for more than one serve, but you're cooking meals and you're individually portioning them and popping them in your fridge or freezer. So for example, you might do a cook up of some, and I'm going to go with the most bodybuilding type meal that you'll ever hear of, but you know, chicken, broccoli, and rice or something like that, where you're, um, putting the ingredients into containers, individual serving sizes, just like you would get from say something like you foods, um, and having them across the week. Now, I would say one of the downsides of having meals like this is the flavor fatigue that you get from having the same meal on repeat throughout the week. I can't count the number of times I've had people come to me as a dietitian being like, I don't know what to do. Like I make all of these, like, you know, I meal prep, but I end up throwing out half the meals because I'm so sick of it by the end of the week. So that is definitely, I would say one of the biggest downsides to that is that most people are sick of the same meal by the third, fourth, fifth day. Um, one of the other downsides is obviously depending on how you're storing it and what type of ingredients you're using, you just need to be mindful of um, food preparation and food hygiene and food safety so that you're not eating off food and making yourself unwell. And the advantages with this is I think that it's again, pretty easy if you select some really easy meals to do on the weekend or on your days off and, um, you know, individually portion them. I think also having those individual portions there do provide you with an advantage because if you're somebody who feels like that you just never stop eating, having them already portioned out can be really useful. But on the flip side to that, if you are still hungry, then you might not have, you know, your appetite obviously changes from day to day. So, you know, what happens if you've done a big Zoom session and you're extra hungry that day, or even if you haven't done a big Zoom session and you are super hungry, you've only got so much food that you've portioned out. So it makes it a little bit harder to, um, I guess, work with your appetite and eat a bit more intuitively when you've pre-portioned everything like that. But it does work for some people. 
I have tried this approach in the past and to be honest, it's worked for me um, sometimes. It depends on, I guess, what I'm doing with my life in that point in time. So if I need something that's just really structured and just really, um, I guess rigid is the word because it is quite rigid. And the reason why I would do something like this is if my life is hectic and I know that I'd prefer cooking for myself rather than getting other meals. Um, so like you foods or whatever, uh, that it just provides me with routine, knowing that I'm going to eat something and I'm going to eat something that's quite nutritionally balanced, something that I've prepared. Um, and I'm going to be able to have that every day. The types of meals that work well with this style of meal prep is I think things that are well, obviously that keep well, um, a lot of people, like I mentioned in the example earlier, use like, you know, plain meat, plain rice, plain veggies. I actually would encourage you to steer away from that because you actually are more likely to get flavor fatigue from something like that. So this is where I think that having meals like, for example, shepherd's pie or um, even like a lasagna and then having some veggies or salad or, you know, those sorts of things on the side are a much better option when you are doing a prep like this. Other things that I love here are like curries or dals where the flavors actually do tend to improve over the course of a several days as well. Um, and you can use whatever sort of protein that you wish in them. So whether it be a vegan protein or you're using a meat protein there as well. The next type of meal prep is batch cooking. So batch cooking is where you cook, as the name suggests, a big batch of a certain meal. Uh, and instead of necessarily um, individually portioning it out, you're just cooking the big batch and then you can serve it you know, to your family, to yourself, whoever it is that you're serving for as the nights go on. And I think that this style of cooking works really well for families with children because it means that if you are busy during the week that you can have some dinners lined up ready to go where you simply just need to reheat. So if you're somebody who does actually have a bit more time, you know, on the weekend or on your days off from work, it's a really good opportunity to, for example, you know, cook up a big, um, a big batch of spaghetti bolognese mince or lasagna or curry or something like that and have it ready to go in the fridge or even in the freezer um, so that then on the night, all you have to do is heat it up and maybe cook some rice or some pasta to go with it. So this is probably one of my favorite ways to meal prep for people who have children because it does make it a little bit easier there. Um, but also for people who don't have children, um, if you're just busy in the evenings, I find that this is a really good way to ensure that you've got um, healthy meals there, but also it's something that you could do where you have multiple things in the freezer as well. So if you've got a week off, then you could do a couple of meals and pop them in the freezer and just defrost them the day before. And that way you've then got a bit of variety and option and potentially can even ask the kids, well, you know, we've got this, this, and this in the freezer. What would you like for dinner tomorrow? The next way that meal prep can occur or meal planning can occur is via ingredient prep. So this is where you are just prepping parts of recipes or parts of your um, meals that you're going to cook. And for me, this is probably the most I find useful way personally. So what I do with ingredient prep is I focus on the ingredients that I'm least likely to want to cook and prep during the week. So for me, if I don't have some sort of protein source like 
prepped and ready to go. I'm very unlikely to eat much protein. I'm just lazy when it comes to cooking protein. I don't love a lot of high protein foods. So for me, if it's not prepped and ready to go, like if I don't have some, you know, tofu or chicken or fish or something like that, that's cooked, then I'm very much not likely to include them in my meals or I'm much more likely to create a meal that is quite low protein. So other ways that you could do this is things like chopping veggies or marinating meat. Um, So not actually cooking it, but having it there ready to go so you can save time when you are ready to cook. So I like this approach because you can still have a fair bit of variety. So for example, for me, what I'll do is I'm such like a salads person for lunches during the week because it's so easy. So what I'll do is I'll make sure that I've got some ingredients ready for salads. Now that for me typically will involve um, like roasting some veggies so I can have them cold in the salad. So that's another thing that you can do with ingredient prep is... um, pre-cook some of your vegetables if that's going to suit for your meals that you're choosing. Um, But for me, it's primarily the protein source. So I'll cook up some chicken and and have it ready, like cut up and cooked and cool in the fridge so that I can just throw it on top of salads and mix it into different things or on wraps and whatnot. Um, I personally, as I said, find this the most beneficial way to food prep because you are able to have so much variety and to do different things. And for example, you could even add like different sauces onto it. And in saying that, please don't be afraid of sauces when you're meal prepping. I hate it when people are like, oh, but I just got to have plain like boiled chicken. No, it it is fine to have sauces on your chicken um, or anything that you're having. For some people, this ingredient prep will be revolved around other ingredients. So like I said, for me, it's protein, but for you, it might be, you know, cutting up fresh fruit or cutting up your vegetables so that they are ready to go for the meals that you're going to have during the week. Um, I think, like I said, is the, the best way to do this is to focus on the foods that you are least likely to want to cook or prep during the week and have them ready to go. So for me, carbohydrates like rice and pasta and bread and all of that sort of stuff, I'm there's like I don't need to prep that. Like I know exactly that I'm going to eat as much carbohydrates as I can all of the time. So that's something that I don't need to personally prep. The final way, and I'm sure as I'm saying this, there's many other ways that you can prep and prepare, but the final way that I recommend in terms of food preparation is around not necessarily preparation, but having ingredients on hand that you can use in multiple ways throughout the week. So for example, for me, this is having like tins of tuna. It's having like, you know, microwave packets of rice. It's having kale slaw mix in the fridge and baby spinach in the fridge. It's having all of these things so that I can be flexible with my meals throughout the week based on the foods that I have got in the fridge. Um, And I think that this is if If you're not a meal prepper, this would be my go-to suggestion as a starting point for somebody who is looking at being a bit more organized with their food is essentially stocking your fridge with ingredients that give you a lot of variety and diversity in the things that you can have throughout the week. So for example, like I said, if you're buying like tuna and kale slaw and spinach and tomatoes and that, you can make a salad, you can make a wrap, you can make a sandwich, you can do all sorts of different things with it by mixing in different flavors, different spices, different sauces. You can change the way that that meal um, presents itself essentially so that you can have a bit of variety during the week. 
So that would be my suggestion if you're somebody who loves variety. Now, the key thing that all of these strategies involve is some sort of planning. And I think that this is the key element underpinning all of these things that is what saves people time during the week. So even if you're not doing any preparation, you know, on your days off or on the weekends, I think at least having an idea of what you're going to have two to three days in advance is not only good for you in terms of health, because you're again, prepared just mentally, you've already You don't need the mental capacity on the night or on the day to make a decision. It's already been made for you, but also you can be prepared with ingredients and it's also more cost effective because you're less likely to overpurchase foods. You're less likely to have food waste and you're less likely to be ordering from Uber Eats when you've got the food there and you've got the ingredients and everything ready to go. So I think that if you're not doing any planning or preparation, you know, you're just really cooking on the fly at this point in time that sitting down and thinking about what meals you're going to have throughout the week. And as I said, I think that only doing a couple of days in advance has an advantage because when it comes to something like intuitive eating, it is really about listening to what you do feel like as well. And I think if we're too structured, like we're planning seven days out, we can get into a bit of like monotony when it comes to our meals. So my suggestion would be to do a couple of days, so like three or four, but if you shop weekly, so if you're only doing one food shop a week, then you definitely would need to be planning seven days in advance. And this is where with my fueled program, we've got seven day options in terms of meal planning where you can actually look at and add in the meals that you wish to choose, like you can choose whatever meals you want and add them in in advance so at least you know what you're going to be having in advance. If you're somebody who comes home from work and you're just the thought of like deciding what to have for dinner is just exhausting and draining, then this is a strategy that I really want you to take on board after this podcast and sit down with the people in your household or the people that you're cooking with or for. So whether it be your family, whether it be your housemates, or if it's just yourself, have a think about, sit down with yourself, have a think about which of these strategies might work best for you moving forward. And when you're thinking about this, have a think about the, like the speed at which you get sick of the meals that you have. Have a think about how frequently you are doing a weekly shop. Have a think about what your energy levels are like and your decision fatigue is like come the evenings. Um, And even think about, you know, which meals might you plan in advance and which ones might you want to have more spontaneous. So, for example, I very much do lunches. I know what I'm going to have most days for lunches um, and I plan those in advance. But my dinners, I do like to be a bit more spontaneous for, for me and my partner. And that's just what works for us. So I think that it's really important to take the pressure off, I guess, the comparison that we do get from everything that we see and you know people who are doing all of this perfect planning and batch cooking and preparation it is really important to take that pressure off yourself and think about how can you make mealtime easier for you and for your family or for you and for your housemates and that really is what meal meal prepping and meal planning is about is saving money saving time and saving stress for you and the people who are eating the meal so 
I would love to hear from you guys as to which ways you find um, meal prepping working for you or if you have any other questions around meal prepping and meal planning, then please head on over to Instagram. So either my personal Instagram at Marika Day or my program Instagram, which is fueled by Marika Day. And just pop a note in the comments or send me a DM and I'm happy to chat to you guys on there about meal prepping and meal planning. Um, and yeah, if you haven't yet signed up for updates about Fueled by Marika Day, if you head on over to www.fueledbymarikaday.com, yes, just .com, <laughs> um, then you will be able to find out when we launch and a really incredible offer for launch. And one of the, I guess, perks of the program for me is trying to really simplify this approach to nutrition where it's a, a really education-based approach, but also a really practical-based approach so that you can find the way that works for you. So like I've explained in this podcast, it's about working with your situation and working with your strengths as opposed to just doing you know, trying to shove a square peg into a round hole. It's about going, okay, it's a round hole. Let's get a round peg and try and put that in. Um, so yeah, it's really inclusive in that manner. Anyway, that is all for this week. Short little episode. Hope you haven't enjoyed. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Thank you as always for listening. I do appreciate it very, very much. And if you would like to support this podcast, the best way that you can do that is just by sharing on social media, um, letting somebody know about the podcast, letting somebody know about Fueled by Marika Day. Uh, any of your support in that manner is so beneficial and I'm so grateful for it. So thank you again and enjoy the rest of the week.